At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A warmer friendly low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For Coach Jesse with myself, Greg Eves. And now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. Got a great podcast for you. It's in the second segment. And really, we're going to do two segments today because we're just not getting a lot of transfer news right now. But we're going to be talking to Kai McKeon. He does a great job over there at the three-man weave. We're going to get his takeaways from what we've all seen in terms of realignment recently. But on top of that, how some of the biggest teams for variants are teams that they wind up playing at a little bit of a unique style. So looking at that form of just what realignment means with Teams are a little bit different from the other teams that they are going to be joining with and how a lot of these Z2 teams have come up to the D1 level because we're going to have a few of those and have been able to have immediate success. What is the difference level of, say, a D2 program compared to a lower level D1 program? So we're going to have a great chat there with Kai McKeon in the second segment and have no fear because we've got more conference previews on the way within the next few days. I'm going to be doing the Colonial on the podcast tomorrow. I was able to get all the recording done as I am coming at you guys right now for this one, but I had to do the look at on VEASAN on Thursday night if you're out there on the West Coast, Friday morning if you're out there on the East Coast, so it was a little bit crunched on time, so I will have that for you guys tomorrow, and then we're going to do the Rising Lake very early next week as well, working on Conference USA because they're a conference that has been affected quite a bit by realignment, so I wound up putting them on the back burner for a few days, but I'm planning on coming at you guys with that one as well. So conference previews are in the work, and if you ever have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at junit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Buy that five-star review. Really did not mind getting in any Twitter questions today, but had a great chat with Kai. So that'll be coming at you guys next right here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Greg Eves, and now a part of the VEASAN Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now part of the VEASAN family of podcasts. It is always a pleasure to get this man on the podcast as he does absolutely amazing work over there at the Three Man Weave and to be able to follow the Three Man Weave and is at the number 3MW underscore CBB. And for Kai is at the letters K and Y underscore and then 3MW. These guys do absolutely amazing work here. We'll catch him on the field of 68. They do great work over there at the Action Network. They just are always all over the place, and these are men that do a great job with their conference previews during the offseason as well. And, Kai, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. Always a pleasure having you aboard. And, Kai, I know that it's July, and typically we're getting set for our conference previews, but at this point we're unsure of what's going to be happening moving forward in college basketball because we wound up seeing the news last week, the fact that we're going to have California teams joining the Big Ten, and I think it's going to be really interesting to find because, I mean, we were already preparing for a lot of realignment this year in college basketball, not so much the quantum moves like we're going to be seeing with the SEC and the Big 12 next year and in two years from now with the California schools joining in the Big Ten, but things like Bryant going into the America East, 
Loyola Chicago joining the Atlantic 10, a new look Missouri Valley. So this was something that we knew was going to be coming in terms of some realignment. But do you think that we're going to have any takeaways from some of these smaller moves this year that we're going to be able to see moving forward? Because I do think that it is interesting when you do wind up seeing a shift in conferences because the biggest thing for me is, is there a little bit of step up, step down in competition? And I don't know if there's going to be quite as much of one for more of the bigger moves rather than the ones that we're going to be seeing this year. Yeah, for the power moves that we're going to see in the next couple of years, I'm not sure the competition step up, step down will be noticeable. You know, those teams are more or less at the same playing field. I think you will see a little bit of a difference for teams in the low to mid majors. You know, a team like, for instance, UIC stepping up from the horizon to the Missouri Valley. I think they're in for a rude awakening, <laughs> just to step up in competition in general. Yeah, but overall, I hate the power conference announcement. Um, I, I have no idea why USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. All these rumors about a 20-team Big 12, 20-team Big Ten. I'm not a fan, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm stuck in the old ways and maybe I need to get on board. But to me, it ruins a whole lot of the rivalries that made these old conferences so great. And making it bigger isn't always better. And you talk about the rivalries as well because and you know to expect a little bit more out of these rivalries. And I always find when it comes to a big rivalry, even when a team is way up and a team is way down, that you're able to find a lot of value in taking the points just because these teams, they know each other like the back of their hand. Not a lot of people thought that North Carolina was going to be making the national title game when they mm-hmm. were taking on Duke. In his final home game for Coach K, I thought that there was good value in taking the points with North Carolina. Lo and behold, they wind up winning outright, and then they wind up putting forth their big run in the NCAA tournament, which little did we know that that was going to be a little bit of a spark for them. But when it comes to having this conference realignment, how do you think it winds up affecting these teams that are maybe seeing each other for the first time? Because what I mentioned before, you got a lot of teams that they play each other twice a year. You sort of know what to expect there. Meanwhile, when it comes to like USC versus Rutgers, let's call it what it is. I don't think that they've ever met on the college basketball court before. Yeah, I mean, it's totally novel. It's totally new. You know, I won't say it's necessarily hard to handicap, but I think obviously all the rivalry aspects go out the window. You would think maybe in case of like a UCLA Rutgers, that home field home court advantage would be more pronounced. But who knows? I don't know if students are showing up for these games. When Rutgers goes to UCLA, will Poly Pavilion be packed? Probably not. So there's a lot of different things to think about there. Again, I'm not a fan. I think it's pretty funny that we're going to have like girls tennis fly across the country like 3,000 miles to go play on either coast. But it is what it is. Yep, and I can tell you right now, being someone from Las Vegas, when I had to fly back to Wisconsin for a wedding in <laughs> February, I was pretty bummed out about that because I went for very nice weather. And as we know, the city of Los Angeles, not known for bad weather. That is right. for sure. <laughs> when you go to Los Angeles, it's typically sunny and 72 for very, very much of the season. If it's 50 degrees or lower, you find people in coats. So that's a little bit of a different dynamic. You got to feel like when they wind up going from west to east, that is going to be affecting them a little bit, as we do have Kai McKeon of the Three Man Weave joining me on the podcast. And when I take a look at realignment, what I think is going to be interesting is those road trips, because no doubt, I do think that there's going to be a little bit more juice for a school like USC or UCLA when teams wind up visiting them. I think that you wind up giving them a little bit more of a home court advantage and like Wisconsin going to Minnesota just because the travel is greater in general. But I think that it really affects those teams that are a little bit further out, even for lack of a better term for next year, like 
Central Florida when they wind up going to Oklahoma. They wind up going back. And then the next week, they wind up having to travel to, like, Morgantown, something like that. I think that that winds up taking more out of the team that's just a little bit more, shall we say, geographically the outlier, rather than the teams like your Minnesotas, your Wisconsins, your Rutgers teams that they just only wind up having to make that travel out to the state of California once maybe maybe twice so I do think that that is something to take a look at as well because I think that the team that has to travel more in this case the California schools in the case of the Big Ten that affects them more yeah definitely I think you see a little bit of a microcosm of it in non-conference play when these low majors like from the SWAC for instance go on these massive road trips right like 13 day road trips you know won't be that extreme but generally you know those teams are pretty good fade candidates after playing a few games on the road in a row they obviously get tired living out of a hotel room now won't be that extreme in the power conference case in a couple years but you will have road trips you're gonna have to knock out a couple games in in a span of a few days just based on geography and i do think there will be opportunities there to fade those teams no question about it and i've got to think that with regards to these conferences as well they're going to be setting things up to much like with the pac-12 they would always have like the mountain road trip you Mm -hmm. wind up playing the two california schools in the same day. Now, not the California schools, I should say the Los Angeles schools, because, I mean, well, they've got a lot of schools out there in the great state of California, but I've got to think that there's probably going to be something similar for the Big Ten, where, like, Rutgers, they're going to have their weekend, where they wind up playing UCLA and USC at the same time, and you've got to think that they will wind up structuring it that way as well, which I think that that, once again, doesn't wind up hurting these schools that are out there in the Midwest and the East Coast so much, because They only wind up having to do that travel once during the year. And being someone, once again, from Wisconsin, you're out there in the state of Illinois. Not the worst thing in the world in January or February, getting a little bit of a getaway to the state of California where you don't have to shovel. I definitely agree that it would affect the West Coast teams more. You're right. When they travel, they travel a long ways. and doesn't matter who they play versus being in the Midwest. As we do have Kai Keen of the three, man, we've joined me on the podcast. And I did mention the other realignment moves that we're going to be seeing for this season. And I do think that it is worth taking a look at because when we take a look at more of the bigger realignment moves, and I think the biggest ones that we're seeing this season, I would say Southern Utah joining the WAC is a little bit of a big deal. But the new look, Missouri Valley Conference, bringing in Murray State, bringing in Belmont. That's pretty big. And then Loyola Chicago joining the Atlantic 10. If you've got another one that you want to throw in there that you think is a big deal, let me know. Bryant joined the America East just because I think that they're going to compete right away. That's also big. But that said, I take a look at these moves, and I think that they're a little bit more intriguing because in Loyola Chicago, they're a little bit of an outlier when it comes to the Atlantic 10. I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain quite what they wind up doing in the Missouri Valley Conference, but I don't think that we'd be staring at too much of a fallout for them. I just think that it's going to be interesting in general because I do think that with Loyola Chicago, the way that they wind up playing, it's probably going to catch some of these Atlantic 10 teams a little bit off guard, but I do feel like they're stepping up a little bit in competition. Yeah, I would say so, but I do think they will compete. Yeah, some of these mid-major conference moves, it's going to be really intriguing. You have the Conference USA teams going to the Sun Belt, for instance. You have the A-Sun getting expansive now to 14 teams but in the case of the valley i think is very interesting because belmont for instance (laughs) plays a completely different style than basically every single missouri valley team you know they like to play in transition get up and down the floor play with pace and every single other valley team for the most part is a slog and a grind and physicality every single night 
you have to wonder which style is going to win out on a nightly basis in there or if Belmont will be forced to kind of conform to the norm in that conference. And I always think that those are the most interesting things as well because we've seen in the last few years and it's been most notable with the teams going from the D2 level to the D1 level, which we're going to have a few of those as well, like Lindenwood, they are going to be stepping up to the D1 level. Queens NC, they're going to be joining the Atlantic Sun, who you were alluding to a little bit earlier as well. And when it comes to those D2 schools going up to the D1 level, we've actually seen a lot of success for them. Even St. Thomas going up from the D3 level, I mean, they didn't wind up tearing it up by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that they had a better year than a lot of people thought that they were going to. And this has been something that we've seen quite a bit. The new team in year number one and year number two, they wind up doing a solid job before they wind up getting figured out. And I do think that this could be something to the advantage of these schools like Loyola Chicago, like a Murray State. Now, obviously, there's going to be more tape out on them than the D2 schools I was mentioning a little bit earlier. But I do think that there is a little bit of something to these teams joining a new conference and having instant success just because of the unfamiliarity. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have the scouting report on them. You don't have that familiarity of playing them year in year out and i do think for instance for these d2 d3 teams that move up to d1 there is a bit of a tendency to underrate them i mean the year it's worth noting just how good some of these d2 teams are i mean i don't know if necessarily if queen's going to be great next season but they were 30 and 4 last year in d2 and extremely good and the level of competition between a really 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 good d2 team and for instance the a sun it's not as big as it appears. I think a team like that could actually compete. You saw it with Bellarmine, for instance, winning the A-Sun Conference Tournament last year and just her second year in D1. So I think the combination of lack of scouting report and that these teams are actually kind of good makes it difficult for the teams facing them. I'm so glad that you brought up Queens NC because it's one of the most interesting transitions that we've seen because typically you don't wind up having a lot of a sample size for a team going from D2 to D1, but we actually wound up seeing it two years ago because... Queens NC found themselves in some random multi-team event. I'm not even sure what the name was, but they were coming up with them during the 2020-2021 season due to the pandemic. They, for some reason, were in it with one. I believe it was Howard, George Mason, and Belmont that they wound up playing. They were actually keeping it within single digits against Belmont. It took a last-second shot for George Mason to beat them, and they took down a team headlined by McKeer Maker at Howard by double digits as well, and I think that that's something to take a look at as well. Obviously, they wound up losing a few pieces, including their coach, ironically enough, to UW-Milwaukee. But I think that being able to have that sample size and just what Queens NC was able to show, because they weren't even at the D1 level yet, kind of illustrates what you were pointing out a little bit earlier in terms of these D2 teams. And, I mean, for lack of a better term, even the D3 school in St. Thomas being able to compete right away, that shows that the level of competition from... I would say low to mid-major D1 down to like D2 to D3. It's probably not as big as a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah, and it's evidenced also by certain D2 transfers, for instance, coming up and really impacting Division One, like Ryan Hawkins for Creighton last year. He was a stud in D2. He didn't skip a beat when he came and played the Big East. He was one of Creighton's best players. So these guys really can play. Division two is not easy to play at. You have to be a very, very, very good basketball player, especially to be, for instance, an All-American and be on a team that can win 30 games. I agree with you there. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Kai McKeon of the three-man weave. And I thought that you hit on something very interesting a few minutes ago as well that I always think is one of the toughest things to do in college basketball. And that's handicap a team that they play just the different of everyone else in conference because you illustrated it with Belmont, a team that they typically like to play very up-tempo. They like to play an exciting brand of basketball, and they're going to be going to a Missouri Valley Conference in which typically you've got like 
one team that's in the top 20, 125 in terms of possessions per game. Last year, Indiana State was trying to go a little bit more up-tempo, and they had to, just due to really injury in general, wind up throttling down a little bit. That was a little bit unfortunate for them. We shall see if season number two, as they wind up having a lot of guys from Lincoln Memorial, a school that was way up-tempo at the D2 mm-hmm. level, wind up taking over that program. But I do think that that is always fascinating to evaluate because it goes back to something we were talking about for the jump from D2 to D1. Merrimack last or Merrimack a few years ago out there in the NEC, they wound up winning the regular season conference title. That was in the shortened 2019-2020 season because they wound up playing a just completely amoeba psycho zone that nobody mm-hmm. really saw coming. It was something that was just completely different from what we've seen out there in the NEC. And I always think that this is interesting because typically when you wind up finding a team that they wind up playing a very distinct style whether it be at a tempo, whether it be a style of defense, what have you. There's really not a lot of in-between. I don't know if you disagree with this or not, but what I found with these teams is that they either vastly overachieve and they have an amazing season, or they flame out It winds up going down in a fiery heap in a very tremendous way. Not sure if you evaluate it any other way, but I always take a look at these teams, and I think that they're the most interesting because there's the, there's the most volatility with them. Yeah, and they're the most fun, I think, in college basketball. I, that's what makes college basketball so awesome compared to the NBA, in my opinion, is you have such a wide array of styles. And that's because you have to, because the talent level is so dispersed around the country and so concentrated in the more power leagues that if you are a team in a mid-major landscape, for the most part, you have to switch your style up and do something a little bit unique to compete, whether that's slowing down the game or that's playing a million miles per hour. And I do think it can be feast or famine. You've seen countless examples of, for instance, Citadel teams play at a breakneck pace and never get anywhere, but it can also play pretty well. Like when VMI had a nice little SoCon run last couple of years, they kind of slowed their tempo down. But yeah, I agree. It can be a double-edged sword. And again, unique styles, though, is what makes college basketball so great. Yep, I do agree with you there. And what makes college basketball so great is so many great people taking a look at it. And you gentlemen over there at the Three Man Weave are some of the best in the business. You, Jim, along with Matt, do an absolutely amazing job taking a look at the game of college basketball. And on top of that, I know that you guys are going to be getting set for some conference previews because now things have been relatively reined in with regards to the transfer portal. Things have really been able to slow down there. We've got a lot more assurance as to what we're going to be seeing this season in terms of the roster. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yep, we are at 3MW underscore CBB on Twitter. That's the best place to find all our stuff, new podcasts, all that good stuff. And we'll be announcing our, our summer plans and beyond pretty soon. And Kai doing an absolutely amazing job with the gentlemen over that, there at the Three Man Weave being able to put out all of this great content. And some of their conference previews are some of the best that you are going to find out there as well. So these gentlemen are a must-follow if you love college basketball. So big thanks to Kai for joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops, now a part of the Beeson family of podcasts. Wound up having just a two-part podcast today. So just wound up having a little bit of a shortage of news and notes. So that means that conference previews, we're going to have more of them in the coming days. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM. Naming does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the offseason. 
news and notes of college basketball, long conference previews, and then once we get in-season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I'll chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.